0: I remember like not failing on purpose, but I remember like not wanting to be in certain classes with like the smart Niki people (laughs) because of the fact that none of my friends were in those classes or my desire to get involved in some sort of business, whether it was selling, you know, you know, buying sweets and kind of bringing them to school mm. and selling them or whatever it was. Right. You know, I remember I'll do things that like go to sample sales mm. buy, you know, by like, I think at that time it was like true religion in a yeah. I'm quite an optimistic, optimistic person. So even if it looks quite difficult or like it's like it's not going to happen, I believed yeah. if I worked hard enough, I could I could make something happen. And that led me to say, do you know what, actually, I, I don't think I'm going to go uni. You know, someone came, they came with a knife, they pulled out a knife. And then the, the people who ran the skating rink saw it and they were scared for their lives. So they ended up saying, I think we went to like, what was it? Weatherspoons?" <laughs> and he went on a rant about how much money he had made and all that stuff and he bought all of us drinks. And I started asking him like, how can I get involved? At the time we were doing like quite small loans. So you are talking about like loans that were about maybe 50,000, 100,000. I think 100,000 was our average size loan. So some of our fundraisers now are like, when I'm looking at some of the syndications, you're looking at like 1.5 million. You're not defined by where you, where you come from. Yeah. And I think that's a big message that I always yeah. want to tell people. Like, like, you have to be able to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. When you grow up in ends, you don't realize it when you're confident, but you have an audacity to do things that ordinarily most people wouldn't do.
1: Welcome to the Takeover Experience, we have a
0: special guest in the building, Demi, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah? Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we're not going to keep you too long. Um. So how how have things been with Lendo today? Good, good. I mean, today on, on like, generally, like, mm. I mean, generally things have been good, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot on, we're having our event in the next month. We're really pushing to see how we can kind of take things to the next level. Yeah when I say take things to the next level, I'm talking about kind of how do we expand, how do we kind of grow our, 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 our this different services and products that we offer, Yeah, you know, really kind of trying to change. I wouldn't say we're changing the customer, that, that, that we're changing the customer we serve, I would say more so the customer we serve is changing, right? Mm-hmm. And that, okay. means, that means they're growing. And you know, as we're trying to grow with them, yeah, you know, we're we're f- facing growing pains, if that makes sense. So things are good but busy, and at the same time, sometimes very painful. Okay. When you know you find yourself in situations where maybe you know we've got a really good customer, you want to do something with, or you want to work with them in some way, shape, or form, but you can't because capacity wise, you're not growing as fast as them. So there's, there's all these really? ups and downs. That actually, that's actually. A, an issue yeah well it's, wow, I, I, I wouldn't right? say it's like a is it's, it's i guess it's a good issue to have right yeah so right now um we, we, you know, we've we always been a, a very i wouldn't say traditional company but we've never seen like fundraising as a must right, right? Okay. um because we've we've always said that you know don't get me wrong we'll fundraise if we have to but we want to we want to organically grow yeah and then be forced to fundraise based on the growth of our clients yeah and i think that's what's happening now so we're looking at all right If our clients are growing, you know, 5x, 10x way faster than we are, the only way to keep them is for us to grow 5x, yeah. 10x. Um, and that often means, you know, going out, raising capital, deploying that capital, increasing your capacity, and then offering new services to, to ensure those customers stay happy. But obviously, kind of going through that whole iteration, yeah. going through that whole process, shall I say, isn't always the easiest process to go through. Yeah. 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 Wow. 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 Okay. Yeah. We're going we're to gonna definitely go yeah. back there, but we want to get to know who, who Demi is. Who is Demi? Yeah. Um, brother, son, boyfriend. Uh, nephew, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, founder, director, friend. So yeah, I'm you know I am, I am a whole bunch of people to different people, right? Okay. Um, but I guess you know at at my core, I'm someone who's, I would probably say extremely t- ambitious, probably too ambitious. Um, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, I've always say too ambitious, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm quite ambitious, a- and I think that's because I'm very op- optimistic. You know, I'm a believer. Mm. Strong believer. So I guess that's where it comes from. I am um, friendly. Okay. I would like to think. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming across friendly right now. <laughs> I'm friendly. Um, social. Yeah. Um, you know, deliberate. Mm. Focused mm-hmm. At this current point in time Yeah And then, it, then you lose it at times right? Yeah you know, I mean it's normal right it You can't be like 100% yeah. focused all yeah, the time exactly right? and, I, and I think I think it helps When you're not 100% focused mm-hmm. All the time I think it helps When you're you know Focused for short Not short periods of time yeah. But a particular period of time And then you kind of Let loose a little bit Because mm. it gets you Back in that mode of focus Saying yeah. okay you know what? I've had enough fun now It's time to focus again So I would say Right now I'm very focused um, Particularly like In the run up to the event And what our plans are for this year um yeah i mean i do I'm, I'm demi right i mean yeah. a lot of people know me as um as 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 the guy to go to if you want something if you need okay. something done if you need something the middleman yeah love that, love that. <laughs> so let's talk about your story whereabouts are your parents from my mom both my mom and my dad are from nigeria okay cool Um, different tribes mm. Mum, your Dad, Ijebu um, Okay, I've never heard of those tribes Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah So so both, you know, quite different people mm. But I mean, you know, I, I kind of I grew up here So they're first generation migrants They came to the UK mm-hmm. Set up shop Had me, had my sister You know, Bob's mm. your uncle And then obviously I kind of grew up Not only with them, but also family and friends Well, cousins, family and friends um, So when I was young, I kind of I was often around older people. Okay. So often with my bigger cousins. Mm. But yeah, but parents of Nigeria, who are not going to that until you, until you ask me about it. Like, mm. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh man, man, yeah. man. Have you been back to Nigeria? You go? Often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Go, go, go quite often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like. You're the first person that I've heard that said, "Yeah, I'll go often." Is it? Yeah. Do you know what? You know what actually I don't, I don't not doing it. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Actually? I don't actually go often. So this time last year, this time last year, and the year prior, mm. I was going often last year i was in like focus mode okay so i only went once okay all right only uh, went once like in yeah, a year. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on but there was, so go, mean, there was a time where i would go there's a time where i'll go to nigeria like three times a year wow honestly yeah wow so i go quite often i, I mean nigeria is my second home i see nigeria as a place where mm. eventually hopefully one day i'll be able to you know set up shop yeah um, yeah and be here, so yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah. That's how about you to go to back to your place often no? No. From <laughs> <laughs> Ghana, right? No, no Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria. Everybody thinks Ghana because of the name. Atul. Yeah, I told yeah yeah, yeah. No, Nigeria. Nigeria. Okay. Um yeah, so my dad's um oh my god how am I gonna forget my, mom, my dad's Idra, my mom's Ebo. Okay. My mom's okay. like Ebo and Sierra Leonean. Yeah, okay, okay. So okay, like cool. I kind of rep like both. Nigeria okay. Sierra Leonean. Cool. Yeah. But Nigeria. The last time I went was. 2021 now, yeah. End of twenty twenty-one. So yeah, okay, it's cool. something that I'm trying to Okay. Was you like so. was you in in Portaco Portacot or That's when we right. when we went that time? Like yeah, when you went yeah. No, Abuja. Abuja. Okay, Abuja. Yeah, we Abuja. went, okay, went okay, for the okay. wedding, yeah, 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 okay, Abuja. yeah. And that was my first time yeah. going to Abuja. I've never actually been to Portacot I've never been. I've never actually been to my dad's place. There. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I need to need to do that. But I've been to Lagos, been to Abuja now. Yeah, I want to do all of it. All yeah, of same. Yeah, I've been to Abuja. I've been to Abuja, but I want to go Abuja more often because I feel like Abuja's it's the next. It's next up. It's it? the next one yeah. that's up. Yeah, like you can up. see, like where where it's going. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. When I was there, you can see the infrastructure's in place. It's a lot more calm than Lagos, but you've got that London vibe to some degree. Yeah, that's yeah. what people say. To yeah. be fair. Okay, so you grew up in London. Whereabouts in London you say was it? So, like I mentioned, I I um, so I originally grew up. I originally started my life in Leytonstone. Okay. Actually, Frindsbury Park, and then Frindsby I moved. Park, yeah, okay, then I moved north, to, okay. to Leytonstone with my mum my and my dad and my sister, and then we ended up moving to Islington, like mm. Hoxton. Well, it's Islington Hackney It's like yeah. Hoxton Angel area, and then I started growing up. there. kind of I grew up there. So I right ride my first bike. You know, yeah. the usual, like kind of growing up as a child but then I started living with my cousins mm. and I, I had two sets of cousins that I would live with one was my cousin out in um Hackney Homerton um that was Kingsmead and the other was my cousin in Holloway mm. so it was quite weird so I, I kind of like had multiple homes if that mm. makes sense but I would say the majority of my life I was probably in Islington Hoxton okay. and then after that say Hackney Mm. Yeah. What's it like Like that Because that, it's complete Two different complete Areas Different areas so Yeah very like different areas those, Yeah you know? I think When I was Obviously when I was at home With my mum and my dad mm. um, In, in like the, Hoxton, the Islington Hackney Hoxton Angel area yeah. It was cool it was, You know it was It was really It was a really good area I mean I it wasn't actually when I think about it now it's a good area now but then <laughs> it, I never forget, it was bad I, I don't forget one time like came home and someone like I, I guess it was due to racism that's what mm. my mum thought but someone smashed my mum's windows she bought a new car and they smashed the windows and then my dad went down <laughs> wow, my dad was like yeah yeah I spoke to them I spoke to them not in it. they're not gonna touch a car anymore kind of like you pay someone off but um I mean, other than that, like mm. the, the, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool mm. in Islington. Like you know, was, I, I went to school not not too far from there. Mm. But then when I moved to Hackney, it was also cool, but it was different. It was a lot more community based. I feel like when I was in in um at my mom, my mum's, it was very much me, myself, and I mm. kind of thing. Okay. But I think when I moved to Kingsmead, it was very community based. Yeah. Like everyone in the estate knew each other. Like we we'll leave our front door open. Yeah, That kind of community-based, okay. like hey. everyone just knew each other, right? Wow. And then when I moved to like Holloway, when I was a little bit older with my cousin, again, it was, you know, still quite community-based in the sense that, you know, we would always like, my, my cousin was, he was obviously older than me. Mm. So we would always do things with him and his friends, but yeah. there was always doing things together. So there was, there was kind of like hey. a, 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 I wouldn't say a crew, mm. but there was a, a bunch of us mm. that we always done things together, right? But once one hey. was at my mum's, yeah. I didn't have that same community okay. That's per se yeah and I, and I don't know what it was maybe because so it was weird right my house was literally on the borderline of Hackney in islington yeah and i still think maybe it was because i at the time obviously i'm in islington mm. which is whether i like it or not predominantly it's a it's a it's, a, it's, it's prominently or well, it's predominantly white okay. white people i'm living with right and yeah. maybe because i just didn't feel like i could build strong bonds with mm-hmm. those people i didn't kind of get to know everyone in the area but when i started yeah. like walking across the bridge and going to Hoxton, I started to notice that there was more people like this, That's it's crazy, right? I mean, does it? it? (laughs) It's literally a a road that separated isn't Hoxton, but I just saw more black people on the other side. And I started realizing that I was building more bonds with people that that kind of lived across the road from me. So it was quite weird. I mean, I I did end up building bonds with people around my mum's house Mm. that happened to be Caucasian, Um, but it wasn't natural. It wasn't as yeah. natural as the bonds that I built when I was in Kingsmead, okay. or the bonds that I built when I was in Holloway, yeah. or the bonds that I built when I kind of went across the road. Okay, um, and and that's interesting. And played out with the other lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. I guess yeah. it's, you know, it shows you like you know, you know, as as you grow up as a child, you just need to be you know, well, when, once you have your child, you need to be mindful to kind of teach your child that don't just mingle with people that look like you yeah mingle with everyone yeah have you, a bit of diversity you know have a bit of diversity because yeah. you never know like the experiences that I missed out on because yes. I felt like I shouldn't talk to him yeah he's, he's that's dead. interesting yeah why do you think why do you think that is because I don't feel like what you were saying was like it was deliberate yes exactly yeah. right it wasn't it wasn't deliberate yeah. I mean it, it wasn't deliberate at all I mean as, as, as I got older and I realized you know what you want to meet everyone you want to speak mm. to everyone you want to experience things with everyone yeah you know I became a lot more you know, open to talk to anyone, but I think when I was young, I guess you naturally just draw to people that remind you of yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it doesn't mean that, like I said to you, as I got old, as I started to mm. get older, you know, we I, I did started to mingle with some of the boys around my mum's area, mm. but I, but I if I look back at it, it was never as it, you know, it, it was never to the same level that I mingled with the boys across the yeah. road or like the boys in Kingsmead or the boys in Holloway. It was, it was, it was never that okay. same way. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and it's, it's when I look back at it, it's funny yeah. actually, but I th- I definitely think it's a thing of, you know, you just being drawn to people that look like you and that have similar experiences to you. Yeah. And then obviously when I was in Kingsmead, I was with my older cousins mm. um, and they already had friends who had little brothers and little sisters. Yeah. And then when I was in Holloway, I was with my older cousin and he already yeah. had friends. So maybe that had a okay, part so to like play. It was making yeah. The maybe the that movie. had a part to, part to playing in it as well. Yeah. All. Wow. That's crazy. And school-wise, what were you like at school? Was you, was you oh, into school? school no? Yeah, because no? I was a tyrant, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was a tyrant. I mean, I wasn't as bad as some of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as bad as some of my friends. But yeah, no, school, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quick learner. Mm. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, well, I like to think that anyway. Yeah. Maybe as I got older, I've got a bit slower. But When I was young, I was a quick learner. So when I first got into secondary school, I'm talking about now, you know, very early on I was in like all the extracurriculum wow. activity classes. So like I was doing okay. Latin. I was Seriously. like basically all wow. of the classes I was for the smart people, I was in those classes. But yeah. the problem was is that I also I was also very social. Mm. So I also wanted to be with the cool guys, you yeah. know, I wanted to be with the cool girls. I wanted to mingle. I wanted to mm. 'cause I'm I'm a social person, right? And um I think, you know, you know, over time that started to influence you know, how I was performing started okay. to influence I I'm I, I remember like not failing on purpose, but I remember like not wanting to be in certain classes with like yeah, the smart sneaky <laughs> people because of the fact that none of my friends were in those classes. Yeah. You Because know? I mean in yeah. school they made being smart seem like it was a bad thing. I know. Or you know, it's being not cool, you, know, right? you know, being capable yeah. like it was a bad thing, but it wasn't, you know. And um you know, I wish I, I wish I probably focused a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that narrative is so interesting. That yeah. narrative is so interesting because it's so funny. We all look back and think, actually, be, right now, being smart is cool. Yeah, exactly. If you're exactly, smart, right. that's like, everybody, like, mm. loves it. Like, if you're smart, like, oh, my man is is smart. It's like, attractive. Yeah, now it's attractive. It's attractive. I mean, like, and I'm not even talking about from, like, a physical perspective yeah. only. Like, I'm talking about, like, when you're smart and you, you have like interesting conversations, people yeah. are attracted to you. Yeah. They want to talk to you. They want to, mm. they want to conversate with you. They want to find a bit more about you. Yeah, And yeah, I just wish that there was more representation when we were younger. Yeah. of That you can be smart, but there's different types of smart people. Right. right? It's not one type of person. You know oh, I mean? This person's smart. So that means they're dork. They like. Smart exactly. Do you know what I mean? They like, gla- wear, gla- wear big yeah. glasses. Even I big glasses. They wear glasses. But yeah, no, it's it's the truth. And you know, I always, I always think, and I you know I got a little sister, and I always say to her, "You're so lucky, because hmm. your generation got to see us." Yeah, Do you see what I'm saying. Yeah, your generation got to got to you know you got the you, you got the cheat code because we went before you hmm. and realized. Hold on a minute. This is how to, this is how to, this is how the game is played. Yeah, at those levels anyway, and we could give that to you, but. Yeah. um, Yeah, I wish there was more representation. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So what did he end up finishing school with? Was it Get Bare GCSEs? Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I remember. (laughs) You know what? I got a good grade in maths. Okay. I'm not going to say the grades. Okay. You don't have to say the grades. The the grades are relative, right? But I'll say this. I got a good grade in maths. Yeah. Um, I didn't and I got a decent grade in English mm. And other than that It was just like decent you okay. know? It, it wasn't failures But it wasn't like I've, I've got some friends Let the standard level Yes end. you know I've got some friends like And these are people that I met after Like when I started to go to university And so on and so forth And they're like Yeah I've got 12 A's And I'm like Wow I've got like 6 A stars mm. You know 6 A's and I'm like What the heck was you learning Do you know what I mean But It just shows you Like you know I went to a school called Hybrid Grove mm. My school was so bad It was actually on um, It was on one of those um, Those um what they called those um secret programs where someone comes into a school yeah and they're disguised as a teacher but they're filming they're filming classes wow <laughs> it was bad my school was bad, bad. Oh, my school was, was bad um gosh but i managed to get through yeah yeah, yeah i managed, yeah, I managed exactly. to get through i managed to get through I managed, I managed to get through yeah wow yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. so i in public school i didn't know there's no private school over here i'm in public school do you but, think you would do it again That knowing. Would you send yourself back to that school? So a really interesting now, question now, because now, cause, you know. cause now I'm a lot older. I have friends that have gone private school yeah. and I see their advantages. Yeah. And I see the way that they think, they just mm. naturally think different, right? They're much more optimistic. They're much, anyway, that's another story. But yeah. would I do it again? I probably would for a few years. Okay. Because I feel, I, I feel like going to public school mm. also taught me skills that a lot of my friends that went to private school don't have. And those are skills that I've continued to use throughout my life. Yeah. You know, I think my sales career started in school. Okay you know, in public school. You know, I'm not gonna say how, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean we can imagine. <laughs> You know, but um, but um, <laughs> you know, my ability to, to or, or my desire to get involved yeah. in some sort of business, whether it was selling, you know, you know, buying sweets and kind of bringing them to school mm. and selling them or whatever it was, right? You know, I remember I'll do things that like go to sample sales, mm. buy you know, buy like I think at that time it was like True Religion in a V suit, yeah. and then bring it to school the visa, and, yeah. and then and sell it to my friends and that, I won't tell them it was a sample cell. Mm. and I've just made God knows how much, but like all of those things, they started in, in, in school, and I think. Yeah. You know, if I was in a private school, I don't think I would have been thinking in that way. I think I probably would have been thinking another way. Maybe I'll be doing, you know, I would have been setting. I don't know what I would have been setting. Yeah, but but um, I feel like going to public school helped me in that way. It helped me to become, you know, you know, I wouldn't say an entrepreneur in itself, but to get that entrepreneurial flair. Yeah, and to 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 kind of learn grit. You know, yeah. Um, to learn how to stick it out, you know, to learn how to save, to learn. Yeah. There's all these different things that you learn. Important, you know, right. in, in 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 school that benefit us as we get older. So, so yeah. No, nah, nah, I would say I'd probably do yeah. Try to do three three years in yeah in public, and then you know two three. or two yeah. two or three in, in in private. Yeah, it's important. I have like I have this kind of theory that I feel like no matter what kind of situation you put some people in, they just gonna always get through. Yeah, they they might be like different versions of them, yeah. But I feel like yeah. they're always gonna get yeah. to where they need to get to. Yeah. It's really I mean, they just certain personalities, yeah. I think, that can no matter where you put them, provided they're safe, yeah. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> let's be real, some schools are mad. Yeah, provided yeah. they're safe, I feel like they're gonna get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. To, yeah. it's re- right? it's really interesting you say that, yeah. you know, because I, I mean, I, I, I believe the same. Yeah, um, and I believe also that there's certain there's, there's certain types of people that they just get things, they just kind of get things done, yeah. you know, in, in any environment, in every environment, whether it's corporate, whether it's, yeah. you know, the ends, shall yeah. I say, they just get things done and they find a way to make, to, to make things happen. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, rainmakers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> so you ended up, so you mentioned that you went to uni. What did you start, decide to study? It's really, it's, the uni story is a really interesting story, you know, so I studied marketing. A okay. Bit in, in, in uni, right? All right. Um, But that like my whole journey into uni was quite a weird one in the sense that, I was meant to go to uh I was meant to go to University of University of Essex. Mm-hmm. So I got in to do money, banking and finance. And at the time I was also playing football. Yeah. And I was really passionate about football at the time. And for some odd reason, it wasn't for some odd reason. I mean, look, I thought I was gonna, you know, make it. Right. Yeah. I thought I was gonna, like, like every other like kind of young 17, 16, 18-year-old, I thought I was gonna get somewhere doing football. And at the time I was playing semi-pro. I had been like kind of like playing games and been scouted a few times. Yeah. I was meant to kind of go down to South End. Yeah. And this was like what? This was probably when I was like 17, Mm. I think. So I would have been like a second year scholar or 16, 17. But for some reason, you know, it it, it never happened. I think now it's probably a good thing it didn't happen because I wouldn't know. Anyway, it's another story. But yeah, South End thing didn't happen. But I still felt like the football thing was going to happen. So I started playing semi-pro. I was playing for a club called Wingate and Finchley at the time. And then, you know, it was like, do you go to uni yeah. and leave this club, that semi-pro and that, you know, you're training with yeah. what, what what was at the time the first team, even though you're not in the first team, you're training with them. You know, you, you, I'm quite an optimistic optimistic person. So even if it looks quite difficult or like it's like it's not going to happen, I believed yeah. if I worked hard enough, I could I could make something happen. And that led me to say, do you know what actually I I don't think I'm gonna go uni? Mm. So I ended up dropping out of dropping okay. like like yeah, telling calling Essence and saying, you know what I don't want the place mm. and then getting a wake-up call from my mum and my dad <laughs> at and the time. It, yeah. wow. I don't know about telling them, I just told them I'm not going uni, right? Yeah, so yeah. That's it, a mistake. It just it, it just it just didn't work out. So anyway, long as I had to go through clearing okay. to university, but yeah. I was like, okay, let me find a university that's not too far from my club. Mm. And at the time, the club was in Highgate, and I realized that Hertfordshire wasn't too far. It was like what a thirty, forty-five minute drive. Yeah. So I said, "All right, let me try University of Hertfordshire. And I was like, "Okay, do you have any like finance or, um, like kind of, yeah, I would say I would say I wouldn't say analytical courses or or, or kind of. Uh, what you what would you call them? Marketing, finance. I don't know what you, you would call them, but. I was just like, look, I want to study something around finance, right? Because that's what I was meant to do mm. or, or something around economics. Yeah. And they was like, no, all we've got is like sports PE mm. um, and marketing. Mm. And I was like, marketing? And I was like, you know what, actually, let me just try marketing. Mm. And I just done it. Wow. But at the time, I, I mean, at the time, I didn't realize how big marketing was going to become. Because mm. this was before social media. This was before yeah. digital marketing became a thing. So kind of going to Hertfordshire studying marketing for three years and coming out of Hertfordshire and then just seeing the rise of digital media mm. social media all of these different forms of marketing that kind of arose after you know I I kind of graduated was was really interesting because yeah I wasn't I wouldn't say I was at the forefront of those those different waves but I kind of knew they were coming because yeah. of my three years but yeah so long and short i studied marketing
1: okay wow Yeah. wow that's interesting yeah. Yeah. that's interesting yeah. Yeah. i
0: like mean it? i mean whilst i studied i still done like things in finance because yeah. i was very involved and yeah. very interested mm. in finance um but my my, my, my major was marketing, marketing. wow yeah marketing. so marketing and then trying to accomplish it to be a footballer so, yeah. so I mean by the time I got into the first year of uni man that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, it was just like yeah, it just that's, like, yeah that's, that, that's, that's it. Like my I'm knee was good, like you know, supposedly yeah. my knee was gone but yeah my like I, I just wasn't the same person. You know was I good enough? Probably not. Yeah right. Mm. And it just didn't happen. So by the time I got into I think it was like towards the end of uni end of the first year I realized that actually I got to sit and bulk I got to sit down and fix up and like actually start studying yeah right? and start taking this stuff in. So I did. And you know, uni went relatively well. Yeah. Started businesses in uni. Uh, met some of my lifelong friends in uni. Mm. Um yeah, uni was uni was good, mum. Okay. So you start started Lendo in uni, was it? I didn't start Lendo in uni, but I did something it. else. But but, yeah. but um I, I started an event called Skate and Skank with a, a good friend oh, of mine. Okay. And this this event this event was big. Okay. This yeah. this event was this event was big like so the ones that were happening in Vauxhall so it was like it was like that our our whole thing was we wanted to come to Vauxhall eventually Ah. but we was we was in Hertfordshire so we would what we'd do is we would rent out a skating rink in Garden City and we would basically kind of put on like a skate a skate event but the thing about this rink this this venue was that it was perfect for skating and there weren't many Mm. venues like that so it was like the the Vauxhall venue that was purpose built for skating it was called um Roll, I think it was called. I think it was called Roller City. I think it was. Okay. But what was crazy is that the first one we done, like it was, it, it it was different in the sense that no one had done a skating event. Everyone was doing raves. Okay. Everyone was doing house parties mm. or some sort of party. Right. We were doing like a skating event. Like the lights didn't right. turn off. You could see everyone's faces. Mm. Like it 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 was. It, I think and I think that because it was different, people were attracted to it. And no, we really thought about it. Like we've done questionnaires yeah. in the library before we like before we launched wow. it. We, done, we done, Me and my friend, we put a lot of work into it, but wow. it succeeded. Like I think the first event, we kind of, you yeah, know, we, we we made quite a, a, a bit of money. But the second one, I'll never forget, like we made profit before we even had done. We we made so much money, right? <laughs> at the time, it's relative now. But at the time, we made so much money that we had basically made profit for ourselves. Mm. And well, we had broken even made profit for ourselves to go and like, messing around before selling tickets on the day okay wow that's how much demand it, that's how much demand there was wow and I guess that demand was there because it was different so we had we, we ended up hiring coaches coaches were coaches like oh my God. Like, like, like coaches or students wow. would come to this place to, to to come and do this skating event so it, wow. it was it was mad when I think about it now when I look back it was mad and I, I I always talk to my friend like we should probably try to do something again but what happened why did you stop um we had a we had i think it was my birthday it was my birthday it was actually my birthday so we, we used to do these events i think it was every two months and this one fell on my, my, my birthday so it was my birthday party at Skating gang oh. and you know someone came they came with a knife they pulled out a knife and then the the people who ran the skating rink saw it and they were scared for their lives so they ended up saying you know what we don't think you are you know you've got the right wow crowd, you're the right fit so on and so forth so yeah, it was it was sad it was sad and your but, fault for me now, when I look back at it, I think that was, was a, it was a test to see whether me and my friend would persevere mm. and find another venue. Mm. And I think at that time, you know, I was doing other things. He was doing other things. We just didn't yeah. persevere. Yeah. We just said, you know, cool. Yeah. But when I look back at it now, we, I think we should have persevered. Persevere, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I found, can see why. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think when you're young, you know, you don't realize these life skills such as like perseverance, mm. grit, Um. you know these things don't come to, to to break you. They come to make you often. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. So Lendo, how did we get there? How did, how did Lendo? So yeah,
0: so Lendo's, Lendo's an interesting story. I mean, look, long and short, I've always been quite interested in finance, mm. right? Or, or at least the, the financial market, shall I say, mm. right? And that started way back in college. During the last recession, my economics teacher would always put up like bulletins around what was happening. So not during the last recession that we're kind of going through now. I'm doing the one before that, right? Okay. Two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight, one. Year. Yeah. And um a friend of mine at the time, this is this was probably two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. A friend of mine at the time was working at Barclays and long and short, obviously taking in what my economics teacher was constantly putting up every time we'll have an economics class in regards to like what's the latest headline what bank is you know what bank is going bust what banks are going down what was what's what's the what's the stock price of all like the kind of the the market and my friend working in Barclays my friend at the time Bob Diamond was running Barclays and Barclays shares I think were trading probably at about 91p Mm. I don't know where they'd fallen from but they'd fallen significantly okay and my friend as a cashier was still quite, he was still a bit older than me but we were still quite, quite young he decided to buy some shares because he believed in Bob Diamond's vision for the bank okay. and Bob Diamond uh, ended up striking a deal with the Saudis mm. um, to save Barclays and the share price you know kind of rocketed wow. I think my friend got in like at 40 or 30 something p and he, he showed me told me mm. but anyway long and short after the share price rocketed yeah. I remember he went on like you know, we, I think we went to like what was it, Weatherspoons, and he went on a rant about how much money he had made and all that stuff, and he bought all of us drinks. And I started asking him, like, how can I get involved? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? I love that. And um, he told me to read this book called The Naked Trader. Ah,
1: okay.
0: And I started reading The Naked Trader. I started from there. I started um, investing yeah. via a dummy account with, okay. uh, via Harveys Lansdowne. And then you know, from there, I just went from one thing to another. I, I had family; an uh, uncle of mine was working in the oil and gas industry, and he was very in Involved in stocks and shares as well, so yeah. I'd ask him for, for advice. And before I knew it, I was just very involved in like kind of buying and selling stocks, and that okay. started happening at uni. Okay. And I think that's what led me to eventually kind of about two thousand and four, mm. um, two thousand and sorry, and um, two thousand and thirteen, mm. two thousand and fourteen, getting involved in the retail bond market. Ah, oh, okay. and the retail bond market was effectively a, a, a new market that had been launched by the LSE. That were effectively was issuing retail bonds. So you could mm. so Ladbrokes could go into the retail bond market yeah. and issue a bond. Yeah. Um yeah. at par. And and bond par. is just So big, a, a big bond big is basically to, yeah. a financial instrument that allows a corporate to raise capital okay, cool. on their balance sheet, right? Cool. In the form yeah. of in the form of debt. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um or credit, you could say. Yeah. Um, but long and short, I started, I went from buying stocks and shares mm. to buying retail bonds. Okay, cool. And when I was but you know, buying retail bonds, the basic fundamental analysis of what retail bonds to mm. buy was what eventually led me to doing my first private loan right which was under a company at the time called ah partners which eventually turned into lendo so Uh -uh. that's so that's how it started that you learned it was it was was, 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 was was in yourself personally then invest stocks and shares and then bonds yeah and Stock then you didn't raise in, in in between then those yeah. forex which didn't work out very okay. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay it, 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 it didn't work it out very well forex out, but but long and short when i got into retail bonds yeah so i had a i had a mentor at the time or someone that was teaching me anyway yeah and he kind of taught me um the basics of kind of the, the fundamentals like the five c's of credit you know yeah. like capacity collateral character mm. like just wait where you assess these companies okay. right and I took that that, that learning, hmm. um, and eventually started doing private lending. When I realized I was I was basically getting family and friends money to buy these retail bonds, and then I never oh. forget my broker told me, "Look, what you're doing is regulated. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You're setting up a, an investment scheme, and oh. I'm regulating an investment scheme." Okay. So when when I stopped buying retail bonds, hmm. um, I was approached by someone in my church. Hmm. My church had a big role to play as well. I'll talk about that. But I approached, so I was approached by someone in my church who knew I was investing into into investing to give them i think it was like four grand for their hair salon mm. um there's long story short they was having a dispute with their partner they wanted to move out of their the shop they was in with with not their wife partner their business partner they wanted him him and his wife wanted to move out of that yeah. shop and set up their own place and yeah you know I, I ended up doing it and that led to people realizing that okay then can provide capital and then when my church, my actual church got in, in I wouldn't say in trouble, but they got in a bit of a predicament. Myself and a few young other young adults in the church came together and then we financed the the, the, the building of the church. Oh, and I think okay. that was the catalyst that really took, right. at that amazing. time, AH Partners off. Like, that was the catalyst. Because yeah. it was quite a substantial amount of money, which mm. meant we raised a bit more money. It was something that was very public. So a lot of people, everyone basically knew after that. Wow. And then everyone started approaching me. And that's kind of how I... Realized uh, there was a market here.
1: Okay, so it's,
0: it's, a, it's there's loads of different factors, yeah. but Lendo kind of started off the off the back of off the back. Wow. Of those. So because of what you had done for the church and obviously your experience with what you were doing, people started saying, "Okay, we've got money to spend it." Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. it's crazy, right? Yeah. People think people don't have money. There's money out. There oh, as people, well. people people have money. Yeah. I mean, I remember like the first few investors that we had with Lendo because initially it was like balance sheet lending and it yeah. was taking capital from family and friends. Mm. The first few, few family and friends I mean they Some of them When they told me much money was willing to give me I was like You got that much money He's like yeah So so yeah People have money People have money out there man That's crazy Don't so... judge a book by its cover That's what I was saying <laughs> <laughs> Okay so can you talk to us About how Lendo works Now currently yeah. um, Okay so At the moment We're um, We're basically A, a, a platform mm. um, An access to finance platform Particularly yeah. that Particularly for Underestimated entrepreneurs yeah. That matches Founders who are seeking finance or funding of some sort with different funding providers yeah that are usually not in the mainstream yeah so it's usually not a high street bank it's usually an alternative finance provider it might be a family office okay um it might be a uh yeah, i'll say probably those two alternative mm-hmm. finance providers and family offices there are others out there like private lending p backed firms and stuff like that but yeah they usually really like large ticket sizes we talk to these the, 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 these finance firms quite often but I would say the people that really back the entrepreneurs that we're working with at the moment are alternative finance providers and okay. a very select few family offices. Okay. And it's, it's invest, is it loaning or? In- so it's lending. Yeah. Lending, so it's, okay. it's, lending, okay. it's, it's, um, yeah. providing things such as credit lines, okay. providing effectively, well, obviously providing bonds. Yes. Yeah. Bonds happen in a different, different way, but providing, uh, providing credit of some sort. Okay. Credit, Ooh, or okay. access to access to credit. Access credit. Why? I guess why that way instead of like investing. It's a really away? good question. Yeah. So a lot of the 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 founders that we we work with. Or well, let me start from the beginning. Right. Remember the first few transactions we done yeah. were were loans. Yeah. So obviously the retail bonds. The way the retail bonds would work is you would provide Ladbrokes maybe. Yeah. Or Premier Oil was one that done often often issued retail bonds. You would provide them. A ten thousand pound ticket, or, yeah. or or they're raising, I don't know, let's say hundred million, mm. and then they would provide you effectively a bond, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll do that for a bond, and you would buy some of that bond, mm-hmm. and effectively you would get, depending on how yeah. valuable that bond is, you would get a, 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 a kind of a, a an uptick in value. So yeah. if you bought at par, which is a hundred, mm. which is kind of like basic, like so, every bond starts at par mm. usually. Right, yeah. I don't know go into the <laughs> stuff, but it, but usually starts at part 100, right? Yeah, I have episode. So, no so, so, so if you buy if you buy up, if you buy part, it might yeah. rise to one or two, one or three, one or four, yeah. because it's very valuable, and it's very valuable because everyone wants in on this bond yeah. because the coupon it's providing, the mm. interest payments that it's providing, are highly like I mean it's 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 highly like I mean they're highly likely to continue making those payments, yeah. right? If not, you know, to increase it in the near future. Okay, So from bonds You would make money Off the value of it The face of the bond And off the interest payments That you were paid By maybe Premier Oil Ladbox, Whoever it is But that Put me in a position Where I could get my money back Mm. Whilst investing Is more long term Investing in the stock market You're looking at and bonds can be long term as well, but yeah. stock market you're looking at five years, really. Yeah, that's right? true. Okay. Whilst with bonds, I was realizing that I was investing in these bonds. Mm. I was getting uptick in value, so it might go from 100 to one or three, and then I would also sell maybe after six months of issuance, and then I'll get half of the the, the annual coupon, which right. might have been 7%, seven percent, seven eight percent, right? So I was making pretty good money, and I was okay. getting the money back pretty quickly. Okay. So I was already in the mindset of lending rather than investing because yeah. it was what I was doing. And when the first few um private loans that had happened remember these were weren't kind of they weren't the kind of businesses that you would invest in mm. they were the businesses that you would more lend money to and they could pay you back from their cash flow right okay. so i i think i naturally just went down the lending route because it was yeah. what i was really doing i yeah. i did make a few investments yeah it didn't work out very well <laughs> uh, um okay. but i would say the lending did work well for me mm. so lendo naturally got into into lending yeah. because of the fact that it was something that was working and i knew how it worked and mm. i was successful at it. and you know what yeah. they say right if you're doing something and it's working yeah. keep doing it yeah so yeah. you know we continue to to, to 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 provide loans and people continue to repay those loans yeah and you know it just it just naturally kind of manifested that way i think now much more the reason why we do loans as opposed to raising going out and raising equity which we might do one day mm. for for founders, but we want to do loans is because a lot of the founders we back are um they, they they often they're not equity backable businesses. Okay. Um, I mean you could back them with equity, right? You could mm. you could give them an investment, but these are businesses that are not. These are businesses that they spit out cash flows quite regularly, yeah. and. Some of them are like family-led businesses. They're not planning on giving you any shares in their business. Yeah, that's true. All they yeah. want from you is they want to be able to buy more stock <laughs> so they can sell more stock and make more yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah whilst I, I think okay. the, the whole equity play is really for you know really ambitious founders that want to go to the moon and back. Yeah, or to the to the moon to the moon and beyond. Okay. And whilst they're doing that, you can you can sell sell your share and make a lot of money from it. So yeah. I, I would say that's why. That's interesting. Wow, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I want to actually ask this: Why, why do you think underestimated founders struggle to get access to funding? It's a good question, and you know, a lot of these, I mean, we've, I've, we've got. I've got my theory. Yeah. But I, I think there's a few things. One is financial education. Yeah. So it's really good you're doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really exactly. Good exactly. I'm exactly. trying think, to bridge that gap, man. I, I I think a lot of founders now that I'm in a position I'm in and I see people's P&Ls, balance mm-hmm. sheets regularly. Um, a lot of founders don't realize what what's required in order to, to, to be seen as a safe bet by yeah. the banks, right? And remember, lending is very different to equity in the sense yeah. that if you give out 10 loans, mm. right, you can only have probably half of one go bad. Yes. Because the amount you're going to make in return is capped mm. based on the interest you're charging. Yeah. But the amount you can lose is everything. Yeah, that's true. Whilst equity, if you give out ten, if you write ten checks, ten angel investment checks, and ten of them, and nine of them go bad, but one does an Uber, yeah, yeah, you've made all your money back plus yeah, more. That's true. And I think what a lot of founders don't don't realize about raising credit or raising raising kind of um taking out a loan or raising debt, shall I say, is that's the way the bank's looking at it. They're not looking at it as this is a good opportunity looking at it as oh sorry they're not looking at it from an opportunistic perspective mm. they're looking at it from i'll say a more realistic perspective mm-hmm. right what can go wrong here <laughs> yeah, yeah. and how do i mitigate my downside yeah. rather than what can go right here yeah. and how do i you know forget about the downside and think the upside is so big that i don't have to worry about the downside yeah does that make sense yeah yeah and i think you know that comes down to, that comes down to things like your balance sheet how many assets you have what the value is of your business yeah. um your cash flow um, your cash flow conversion cycle there's so many factors to consider yeah. and i don't think there's been enough financial education mm. that 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 breaks that down that jargon down yeah to found us from underestimated communities yeah, or yeah often the communities that we serve and, yeah. and it's some one of the things that we you know lender that lender we want to do and do, yeah. it's part part of the reason why we still do events yeah. people are like why are you doing events but we realize like events play a big role in 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 the in the customer we're serving to, yeah. to understand what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Yeah. That education thing is, is so deep. Yeah, Like, I mean, even like that, like I was, I was very happy when you said that you started investing in stocks. I'm like, wow, thank God another person. Yeah. Like, there's not that many that people that are like interested in it or even interested in investing generally. Yeah. So when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, yeah, but like, you're right. I think it's, the education thing is such a big piece people don't realize yeah, when big, you don't it, have that knowledge I yeah mean, it's, it, it's, kinda... it's a big piece and you know what it's funny right because there's other reasons why a lot of underestimated founders don't access capital yeah. um, particularly kind of um, debt capital um and they a lot of them derive off that education piece yeah so because for example maybe you're not financially educated or you don't understand how the uk system works yeah you're now scared of credit yeah so you don't even go next to it yeah you don't try to use it mm. from a young age you don't try to kind of get involved with it at all. And then yeah. by, by the time you start your business and you need credit, you're realizing that, hold on, a minute, I don't even have a credit score. I don't, I don't have any credit. And, that, and, and this is why like yeah. our, our market has gone from you know predominantly those that are black and ethnic minority mm. to those now that have thin credit files. So we're looking at a much mm. bigger market now mm. because we understand yeah. that actually people from Eastern Europe mm. are also a big market and mm. a lot of them have thin credit files. Yeah. Um, we have a client um, that came from from Russia but but long and short he he came from Russia I don't know what happened mm. and he um was an established businessman out in mm. Russia doing really well yeah but when he came to the UK obviously he had a thin credit file he yeah. didn't have any credit and the banks would see the money in, in, his, in his account so they'll offer him a personal loan but they wouldn't offer him a business loan right and he ended up coming to us to take out some financing mm. I mean he's now his business is now doing amazingly well he's mm. doing like you know, set, 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 going to be close to eight figures soon, right? On on, on an annual basis, just bought his house. That's insane. Um, you know, he's, he's living a really good life now. But when he first started, you could see he was a great entrepreneur. You could see from his history of what he had done in other yeah. countries, he was he was doing great. And even with the business he had in the UK by that time for its first year, he was doing, doing good but no one was willing to, 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 to give him credit. But what yeah. he didn't know is how he would go about building his credit score. Mm. So there's so many people like that. And those yeah. are the people that we're it's trying to serve. It's insane, isn't it? It's insane, right? right? And wow. it, what happens is you just end up getting told no so many times that it leads to this, the third problem, which is you just end up fearing rejection. Yeah, And you that don't is. want to hear no. Yeah. So you just stop. Yeah. So a lot of our customers actually, when we ended up, Um, building a relationship with Equifax and pulling credit scores Mm. before we started issuing providing people capital back in 2018-19 a lot of our customers actually had good credit scores because what happens is Equifax give you a sheet right Mm. that tells you the the, the, it basically gives you like a ratio Mm. of if someone has this credit score Mm. then in your portfolio you should have T- t- you know, 20 of them yeah. And maybe two will, will default mm. And it kind of gives you a, Also a rating of good, bad mm. Very severe and so on okay. And a lot of them were good Yeah, A lot of them, a lot of them were, you know Were good mm. And, and th- some of them didn't even know yeah. that, that, that they were good yeah. A lot of them didn't have any credit at all mm. A lot of them weren't on legal You know, they weren't registered on legal deed poll yeah. So they couldn't get credit mm. So there's all these factors that we started seeing yeah. And I guess we started seeing it Because we was on the inside yeah. Looking out Rather than being on the outside looking yeah. out. Okay, wow so, that's incredible that's incredible i mean i've got here note it, a note here that you've issued five million funding right yeah, yeah probably yeah. more than that now yeah 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 what is, there, yeah, right? yeah yeah so slider cuts state madness jollof box vamp ava Soul cat plant made and more i guess what was it about these businesses yeah that you was like yeah you gotta help them to raise finance um <sighs> It's different things for different. It's different things for different businesses, right? Yeah. So I think when I think about Slider Cuts, Slider's known me since I was like, yeah. what eleven. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you had a good. So, relationship. so I had a good relationship with Slider, and it was it's interesting because as you know, Slider was one of the first Slider Cuts. The business was one of the first businesses that we had, was able to put write a, a debt check to a debt check to, and later on we got went and done larger fundraisers for him that were through like kind of our platform matchmaking. And, um, Service But One thing about Slider Was that I, like Slider was very Obviously I'd known him For so long man, mm. right? And I knew Slider Was always very focused On yeah. what he was on, on his craft And that If I didn't if, if we didn't write The check for Slider Someone else would have r- r- Written okay. it eventually He would have got there Some way Some shape okay. Some form He was not He was not giving up But what I liked Most importantly Was that He was willing To put his own skin In the game yeah. And that's what It was about Slider He put his own yeah. skin In the game first And then said Look I've done this What can you yeah what you know what you know what can you, you know what can you do to support me to get mm. to the finish line and i think that's super important i think founders need to realize that a lot more whether it's equity whether it's debt mm. what skin are you putting in the game yeah What you know how are you committing yourself and when i think about people like ava estelle yeah he's someone that i met quite recently and we we've, we've been fundraising for him quite recently but he was again you know someone who uh, i could see he was he was like a slider, he was he was relentless. You know, he wasn't gonna stop till you got there. And I think when you've got someone with that mentality, that attitude, yeah. it's quite easy to raise capital yeah. for them or with them. Because anything you need them to do in yeah. order to position themselves, they do it. they're gonna get it done. <laughs> you know, um when I think about I'm at I remember she put out a tweet it was quite interesting, um, saying that, you know, she's been thinking a lot about scaling her business and she might, you know, she's thinking about getting a credit line and, and I think now's the time Hit me up if you you know. Hit me up if you um if you if you want to work with us, and you know, good good friend of mine put 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 us through. And when she told me her story, I was just like, yeah, this is this is this is this is crazy. Like yeah. she had ended up scaling a bit, not scaling, but she ended up growing her business into the millions mm. with no with no outside capital. That's wild. And the question for <laughs> me wild. was, imagine you she was empowered with mm. the credit for the access to credit she needs. Yeah. To not have to, you know, have to wait on her making profits or her making income from her yeah. existing products to then reinvest. Yeah. Like imagine what she can, if she can scale to like, or if she can grow to millions in two, three years, yeah. imagine what she could do with access to capital yeah. in two to three years. Yeah. And, you know, one big thing for me is I'm always about, even though you know, credit is a very, or lending is a very um traditional, rigid, structured way of taking out. Yeah. Or, or taking out financing in the sense that you know there's a there's a set process it isn't very exotic or yeah. creative yeah i'm always interested in working with people that are very creative and visionary because I, I i i get them yeah right i get them they might be just selling creams or they might be just cutting hair or they might be just you know doing something selling swimming caps mm. but they're doing it in a, in a different way yeah. in a creative way in yeah. a unique way and i see that as the future and you know you want to you want to be with whoever you see in the you know as the future So so, th- so that's why I worked With a lot of those founders And mm. also is, You know If you apply We're going to come back to you And, and, yeah. and give you a, a response And if you're a good business We're probably going to work with you Yeah Yeah yeah. I noticed Because um, I went Went onto the website That if If I wanted to Apply I'm not, not me, But if a business Wanted to apply It's setting up a call With you right And that's I guess yeah. you're doing Some sort of analysis Yeah like, With those businesses you know, right? you know, The call thing is really funny right yeah. Because we, we, we often get told Like why are you still on the phone it Should just be all tech Yeah But we understand that the community we're serving they appreciate someone just hearing their story I like that yeah and hearing their problem not problems but hearing like why maybe they can't go to a bank or why they don't want to go to a bank and hearing how they got you know got set up and also I think for the team so for the Lendo team it was very I mean one thing that really I mean I've been doing this for a while one thing that powered me on to continue doing it despite the obstacles the ups and downs is the stories that i hear yeah the people that i get to to work with yeah and their stories similar to like what you're talking about yeah in regards to the podcast people yeah. want to listen for the stories yeah and it, it it's what gives me the fire in my belly to, to work with them and say you know what this 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 i, I, I wake up in the morning happy yeah because i know that i'm involved in this person's story mm. and i want to make sure that the team also got that feeling because i think it's one of the things that make them realize that whoa like this acts the finance thing is a big problem, mm. but once they do their first deal and like, whoa, this guy now has X amount of million or X amount of hundred thousand. Yeah. Now he's doing all these things. I played a role in making that possible. Yeah. And I think it's important that the team that I work with, my team, have that same feeling that I have. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, in regards to like we're going out there to 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 to, to change, yeah, to change the way things th- things happen. Yeah. That makes sense. Would you what would you say are the benefits of going with Lendo versus? you know, down the traditional route of a bank or seeking like angel investing? Really good question. I think yeah. the traditional route of a bank, so so, so, I'll split them into two, right? The yeah. traditional route of a bank, they're going to take you through a very long-winded, <laughs> rigid yeah. process that you're probably going to end up like saying, you know what, this is long. One thing with Lender, what we're going to do is we're going to try and expedite that process, make it happen super fast. And we're going to bring you not only the financial education you need to make make the right decision in regards to what products you go for or what kind of facility you go for. But we're also going to bring you our expertise in regards to looking at syndications. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the, the modern day business or the business of today, like the business that we're serving in 2018, it's very different to the business we're serving post-COVID. Yeah. Like one thing we like to say now is we're here for the COVID babies. Yeah. The businesses that were born in COVID, the Ava the Amers, mm-hmm. the ones that were born in COVID yeah. and have taken off mm-hmm. because of, um, uh, you know, whatever reason it might be, they've taken off, but because of they've taken off so fast, they've kind of like, they're kind of ahead of their time. So mm-hmm. they're doing revenues that they should be doing at five years old, at two years old or one year old. Yeah, And banks don't like that. Banks don't like the unusual. Mm. banks don't like the new so business banks don't like the banks don't like things that are not vanilla that's yeah. what they call it in the industry okay. is a vanilla you know they don't like things that are exotic that yeah. are, are different they don't like yeah. a business that's doing i don't know say a million pounds every month but they haven't got a hefty balance sheet with loads of assets which consist of property and machinery and but that's what the modern day business looks like yeah it's a guy in, in his yeah. in his in his house it, that's, that's, million, had, to, that's yeah. had to move into sit room because his yeah. bedroom is now his 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 storage and he's selling like a million caps from his bedroom or trainers from his bedroom. That's the modern day I business. love that though. And the banks, the banks don't like that it, stuff. It, it, and yeah. what how we're different is we understand that that's mm-hmm. the modern day business because okay. we can relate to it. Yeah. And we understand that there there are funders out there that are willing to provide you financing, mm-hmm. but they need someone who can relate relay what you need in. language, And that's what Lendo was able to do. And that's where these syndications come in where we're not just taking out one funding package like a bank Mm. would do. Oh, here's a term loan. Mm. Here's an invoice finance facility. We're looking at solving all your problems, getting you a term loan for your project finance needs, which is basically when you've got a project you're working on. So you want a long term loan, but also getting you an invoice finance facility. kind of manage your cash flow needs because you know that because supply chains are messed up because of covid Mm. it's taking you three weeks to get things into the uk rather than one week or three months or and then also getting you a credit line because we realized that actually you need the ability to dip in and out of your you know dip in and out of credit so you can kind of really push on marketing Mm. or press the button when something happens that you can take advantage of right you know there are all these factors that make us very different from a bank so we're more of like a I wouldn't say a non-banking finance provider, which is what they call people mm-hmm. like Lendo, but you're we're just different, right? So the benefits is that we're going to really kind of make sure we solve all your problems. Okay. And then in regards to um, seeking angel investment, I think it depends on the founder. Yeah. Um, I think one of the benefits is that all the funding that we're providing you is non-dilutive. Okay. And I think what you're finding post-COVID, and what you're finding uh, more and more now with kind of where the VC markets are is mm. a lot of founders are looking at different forms of capital of alternative mm. finance. They're realizing that why well, am I going to continue to give away uh, tons away of my of my equity yeah. when that's like the most expensive yeah. form of financing that I can take? Because yeah. what a lot of founders don't realize is that when you're taking out some some non-dilutive funding like a credit line or revenue-based finance mm. or a term loan, um, you're gonna you're gonna pay that back from your cash flows, mm. and you've already made that assessment, and you can see yeah. you can afford it. And once it's paid back, you know you don't have to you don't have to talk to us. Yeah. You don't have to talk to the person that's giving you the money. You're gonna come back most likely because you're yeah. gonna say this is really this is really cool. I can mm. scale off the back of this. But yeah. when you've given someone like a piece of your business, you know if you want to compare it on the APR perspective, like some mm. BC, like basically the returns that that venture capitalist or that angel investor is gonna yeah. want. Less so angel investor, more so VC is gonna want are astronomical mm. because they're not taking a fixed interest return or yeah. an APR of 25% or 20% or 15% or 10%. Mm. They're taking every they're taking a part of your business, which yeah. means that if your business grows a thousand times mm. or a, a, a thousand X's, shall I say, mm-hmm. they their their rate of return is called IRR, right? Okay, is a thousand is a thousand percent as well. This is what I'm saying. Wow. Um, so I'm, I think what's happening now People are starting to to to, to wake up And realise that Hold on a minute If if I don't have the kind of business That can provide a VC That yeah. return and provide me What I need as well Then maybe I should be taking Non-diluted funding So what you're seeing is Like I mentioned before A lot of these new age business models um, Like last mile delivery For the restaurants So dark kitchens yeah. E-commerce businesses They're realising A lot of them That actually Maybe I don't need VC Maybe I just, I just need A credit line I understand how much my product cost me. I understand yeah. how much I sell it for. I understand how much I spend on marketing. I understand my cash flow conversion cycle, which is super key for any business. Yeah, I've got those three. I've got those three four metrics. Let me use that. Take a credit line, and let me assess yeah. how I can use that to grow my business. Mm. And it may not go to the moon, but I might get to the stars. Mm. But I'll still own the majority. Yeah. So. I think that that's probably one of the benefits when you're looking at taking kind of credit as opposed to wow, as opposed to equity. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic answer. Okay. Yeah. What what would you say are the cons of then getting debt? Then okay, cool. Yeah. I think the the cons, and this is really interesting, right? Yeah. The cons of business credit. Yeah. Is it can be it can be quite expensive. Okay. And when I say expensive, I don't mean it's expensive yeah. in comparison to equity. I'm talking about mm. expensive in comparison to other forms of credit okay so you know you, you uh, we often have people apply of us and we're like okay we've got you a few a few options that you can yeah. go for one is going to cost you 18% APR mm. the others going to cost you 26% APR they're like 26% APR hmm. that's expensive yeah but you need to realize they're giving that credit to your business not to you as a person yeah, exactly your yeah. business that's only been trading for one year yeah that Effectively is a legal entity in its own. And if it closed down tomorrow, they would have, no, they would have, they would have nowhere to get their money yeah, back from. Yeah. So when you compare business credit to personal credit, mm. where you, can, like, you might get a car loan mm. for like 7% APR, yeah, yeah. 10% APR, yeah. it can it can seem quite expensive. Yeah. But actually in reality, when I think about business credit, you know, business credit is probably one of the most benefic- beneficial things that you can, mm. you can take out. Unless you don't know what you're doing with it. Yeah. So I think a con is, it can be a double-edged sword. If you don't know what you're doing with it. Okay. And it can put you in a cycle where you're constantly having to rely yeah. on business credit. And to that's keep your business thing. To keep your business going. Yeah. Right. And that, that happens with certain financial products that are out there. Yeah. Which interest, interestingly enough are being issued by VCs. Yeah. With the hopes to make a VC type return. An <laughs> yeah. IRR on an annual basis of 50 to 100%. Wow. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> Um, but that is probably one of the cons. But when you look at most of the products, they're relatively okay. I mean, they might be charging like twenty five percent, twenty percent, fifteen percent. And this is not the, this is sometimes the banks. I remember like mm. getting a, a a loan for for someone from Barclays, um, who was just a family friend of mine that needed some money for her business, and Barclays were charging her like twenty five percent. And that's not the thing is to me that's not expensive because I see the whole it's market. Insane. But to her, she felt like, but Barclays give me a mortgage mm. for four percent mm. or five for five percent. So why they giving me a business loan 25 yeah. percent, but you know what they realize is that with businesses it's, it's there's a lot more risk yeah it's a lot a, a lot more risk because remember in the uk you can close down your limited limited business and walk away mm. and all of the liabilities that run that limited business all of a sudden they just start scrambling because yeah. they, they, they can't they can't come to you unless you've personally guaranteed the loan okay so so yeah so that that could be a con around like kind of Getting into the cycle of having to rely on it to grow your business, to to run your business, Mm. but actually in reality, when I think about it, business credit, like Jay Z says it, Mm. business like like the reason Mm. why, you know, certain people own America, Mm. it's because they have access to credit. Yeah. So, what are your future plans for lendo Where Where are you trying to take uh, the business? It's a really good question. So, uh, I mean, a lot a lot happened in COVID, Mm. um, and that made us take a step back and look and say, you know, what are we really doing here? Like, like not where's the opportunity but from a perspective of what's our mission like what, what mark do you want to leave in the world before we say lend those capiche? It's, yeah. it's done right yeah and what came to mind is we, we've got to figure out how we're going to solve this mm-hmm. problem and it's one of the reasons why we went to like more a marketplace model because we realized that we can try and you know lend ourselves, um and we can probably can do that and we can do it really well but how big can but but how much impact can it create? Mm. How much impact can it create if it's just us and a few LPs or limited partners yeah. behind us? But how big can it be if if it's if it's everyone? If it's we're partnering with marketing agencies, we're partnering with banks, we're partnering with um, alternative finance funders. If if we create this this ecosystem of partnerships, how big can it really be? How big can it really get? Can we solve this problem? Yeah. And we realized that when we looked at the size of the problem, so there was about eight hundred thousand businesses that were birthed in covid wow right um That's according insane. according to natwest yeah. um, and cbi if those businesses continue to grow yeah and thrive they'll add about 20 billion in, G- yeah. in gdp to the uk there's about 1.2 million businesses across that diversity spectrum from a mm. black asian ethnic minority or yeah. woman-led business or sometimes you could just be diverse by age so you yeah. could be a younger you know a relatively young entrepreneur the average age of an entrepreneur in the uk by the way is about 54 mm. hmm. if we can solve the access to finance problem for those two markets which yeah. often tend to to not be able to access credit as easily as their peers, yeah. then we've created some some impact and when we look at that and say what's one percent of that 2.4 yeah. million or 2.2 2 million businesses that's 20 that's twenty thousand businesses wow so over the next three years our aim is can we take one percent and 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 hmm. actually provide one percent of that market. You're ambitious. <laughs> so we're, it's, it's a it's a big goal, right? Twenty thousand yeah. businesses, right? Wow. Um, yeah. Is that possible? I don't know, right? Can, can we can we impact them in some way, shape, or form? Yeah. I definitely think so. Can yeah. we provide all of them financing? I don't know, right? Yeah. But you know we've got our events. That's a yeah. way of making an impact. Yeah. We've got obviously our access to finance products. Mm. That's a way of making an impact. Then we've also just got the relationships we have, right, yeah. connecting people, which is another way of making an impact. Yeah. And the aim is if we can touch twenty thousand businesses um, and impact them in some way, shape, or form, and get them closer to access and financing. Yeah. I think we've I think we've we've done our job. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's there's a bigger piece to it after that, mm. but for the Lendo marketplace model, that's 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 that's, that's what we're looking at. I'm looking forward to seeing how that how you yeah yeah you know, same. Well, I'm still I'm, 20, I'm, 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 so, I'm just trying to, still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the beauty of entrepreneurship. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you actually because you've you've done well. You raised so much money for for these businesses that are thriving. I guess what would you say are the habits that have led you to that that you developed? Because you're talking about coming from an environment where you know it's a bit different yeah. to where you are now. Yeah. Definitely not taking no as, an as an answer. I'll definitely yeah. say that, um, you know, I'm very resilient. I would say people that know me and know the Leno journey of what, what we've been through will realise that yeah. this guy is not going to stop. <laughs> um, so that's definitely one of the habits. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. So, you know, not looking at things from a perspective of this can't be, this can't be done. It's, this hasn't been done. Yeah. So how can we potentially do it now? On the basis that it hasn't been done already, how do we go about doing it? Yeah, I think faith, having faith, mm. like constantly having faith in that which I believe I'm meant to be doing, mm. is a is is something that's helped me get to 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 just help me achieve what I would say we or helped Lendo achieve what yeah. we've achieved till date, because I think you know there's look. A lot of that five million you're talking about was has been done over the past eight eight months. Wow! If not, that's if not, crazy. if not, if not, So you scaled rapidly. Wow! And that's because we realised after 2021 we came out of COVID that we would at the time we were doing like quite small loans. So you're talking about like loans that were about maybe fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Mm. 100,000. I think hundred thousand was our average size loan, but we still like why not? Why not bigger? Mm. You know, I mean, we've got a number in our head. Mm. We don't talk about the number because I think it's mo- what's more important is the impact yeah. in regards to the businesses. So mm. we've got a number, amount number mm. of how much capital we want to go through the platform. Yeah. We've also got a number in regards to how many entrepreneurs we want to touch. Mm. How many entrepreneurs we touch is bit is, is more important than the number. But the number is yeah. big, yeah. and in order for us to get to that number, we was like we got to think bigger, we have got to yeah. do bigger. Mm. So some of our fundraisers now are like when I'm looking at some of the syndications, you're looking at like 1.5 million. Wow, you're looking at like those are the kind of fundraisers. I look at the, mm. the deals we're working on right now. You know, I'm talking about deals that are you know probably ranging from 500 to to two million mm. a pop. In some cases, three million, and you're looking at You know raising funding for particular entrepreneurs across the, across yeah. that kind of capital structure from senior secured debt, which is like typical bank financing mm-hmm. for a mortgage to mezzanine financing, which is like that piece in between equity and, yeah. and, and debt. So we're, 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 you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking, we're thinking big. And I think the way in which I've been able to think that way and the way in which we've been able to do so much over the past, Eight, eight months is because the belief that you know we're going to get to that, and that we're going to get to those numbers yeah but we've just got to change what we're doing in order to help us get there faster yeah okay wow yeah. so i say those are some of the habits i'm looking forward to seeing how, how how this turns out what would you say are some of like the challenges that you've had as an entrepreneur on the flip side really good question um i think just sometimes staying consistent okay. in the sense of like not that i'm not a consistent person but yeah some days you wake up and you're just like this is a lot mm. this is a lot and that energy that you might have had yesterday mm. you just don't have yeah you know and i think what 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 you really need and don't get me wrong right because i saw this picture i can't remember who posted it on linkedin of being consistent isn't about being at your 100 percent every day mm. it's about showing up every day mm. but at the same time i feel like When you're kind of 100% one day, 40% the next, 30% the next, 80% the next, Mm. it makes the journey longer. Mm. And I think it doesn't necessarily make the journey longer from a time perspective, but it makes you feel like it's longer because you have those really hard days, right? And those hard days take a long time to get through, right? Whilst the good days, they happen quick. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, so I think that's that's a challenge like that having that same zeal every every day yeah. can be a challenge and figuring out how you get that. I think um, so building a team has been one of the challenges for me. And I think building a team was a challenge well, I think it was more of a challenge previously than it is now. But that was because before I was so I was Lendo and Lendo was me. Such that I treated it like a baby and I was very protective yeah. of it. And if you wasn't there when it was crying in its nappies, pooing and I was having to do its nappies yeah. and you was trying to come when it was playing football and scoring goals, you know, and, you know, t- saying its first, you know, t- saying, you know, t- making, make it basically making its parents yeah. proud. I was a bit like, are you really here for the long run? You know, are you really, are you really here for to see this baby grow and become what it could potentially be and i realized now that that was more of a a thing of trust and fear of mm. of 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 losing maybe what you had what you had built yeah and but, I, but as as you grow as an entrepreneur you realize that actually like if you compare it to a baby if you compare business to a baby it takes a village to raise a child yeah um and it takes a lot of people to build a business yeah Takes a lot of people, a lot of good people as well. Mm. So over time, you begin to learn that actually, not is even if I'm scared about trusting people mm. because of things that may have happened in the past, I have to try. I have to I have to trust someone. Yeah, I haven't got a choice. Yeah, because if not, this baby, this baby may not grow. Exactly, it's important, right? Yeah, it's very, it's very important. <laughs> so I think, I think, I think, I think building a team you know, kind of getting through that's been challenging. I think now, now more so. And I think there's is an entrepreneur issue for like every entrepreneur, like prioritizing. Mm. I think the bigger the business, like the thing about businesses, right? Is they're like they're like children; they're always kind of mm. taking from you, right, yes. constantly. And that could be your time, that could be your, your resources, could be yeah. your, whatever, yeah. right? But then, as it grows, there's always another issue. Mm. You know, like it's kind of like when you're young. The issue is you wanna play, you know, you you wanna play out at night all the time yeah. or you wanna do something with your friends and your yeah. mum don't want you to. But as you grow older, you know, the problem is that it's now girls, you've always got girls in the house. There's there's always an issue with your business, yeah. right? That you've got to be able to fix as a yeah. parent, right? Or, or your baby, shall mm. I call it, right? And um, you know, I think prioritizing which problem to fix first, yeah, is it can be quite challenging. But I remember one of my mentors just mentioned to me, yeah, it's interesting actually, because I don't know if you've read um Stephen Covey's seven habits. No. Um that, yeah. it's on is I've it's got it in my library. It's really yeah, good. It's really good. It, yeah. It's um it's about it's about it's like this matrix that he talks about in habit three and four, I believe. And it speaks about kind of putting things into an urgent to important and urgent. Important, not urgent, not urgent, important. That's yeah. it, it. I can't remember. But anyway, long or short, you basically Put your dip like based on importance and yeah. urgency, you put different things in boxes, but then what you're, what you're really trying to get to is you're trying to build a structure in your life in your business and whatever mm. it may be, in such a way that everything you're focusing on mm-hmm. is an important important, not urgent yeah. so it 's strategic, and you've got other people handling the urgent matters, which are often the problems that you're trying okay. to prioritize yeah. okay. so i'm learning so even though it's been a, pro- a challenge for me i'm learning that. It's a challenge for me because that's not where I'm going to be focusing my time. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are people out there who, which I guess goes back to building a team, they're professionals at mm-hmm. managing these priorities mm-hmm. and solving these problems. And they can do it a lot quicker than you. Yeah. But I think, yeah, prioritizing what 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 problem to fix first has been a challenge. I love that. Yeah. Wow. 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 I love that. Yeah. That's my takeaway. Urg- yeah. You know what? It's crazy because when I do think of things, I try to also, they, like you said, There's you've got a long bucket list of stuff. And now I'm just thinking, okay, what is the focus? What, what, what's yeah. the, what's making this podcast tick? Right? Yeah. The guests. Okay. That's the number one. Yeah, number everything re- else, relationships, right? Relation- and right? you know what, right? Exactly. I think in business, what I'm beginning to learn more yeah. and more every day is that relationships are everything. Yeah. It's important. Relationships are key. Like you can, you can, you can create processes for days, but if you haven't yeah. got a team that you got relationships with yeah. to execute those processes, you've yeah. got, you've got no business. Exactly. You know, if you haven't got, um, Relationships with your customers yeah. You've got no business you know, yeah. Relationships are like, everything And it actually When you get the time To read Seven Habits Of Effective People You enjoy it Because it speaks about relationships yeah. And it speaks about What is it You know What is the long Like what is it That I'm planning Like how do I plan my day yeah. and It talks about Actually that To-do lists Are a way of planning In the past Yeah, to, to If you want to plan that In the modern day You've got to think about it From fourth generational planning yeah. Which is Not to-do lists It's more about you know that 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 quadrant of um important important urgent um not urgent important not important urgent not urgent not important yeah. and then thinking about all the things that are in that far right hand corner mm. which is this might be my biggest guest that i'm going to yeah. interview this year mm. how am i working on that throughout this week yeah every like how am i working on that what what am i doing it's not urgent mm. but it's very important yeah how is that embedded in my week is it yeah. a quick phone call yeah is it a text yeah but it's something that I've just planned, mm-hmm. and I'm not expecting to get the result today. But mm-hmm. as I continue putting in my diary, yeah. before you know it, when by the time it becomes something that's urgent that you need that guess, yeah, you can get that guess because yeah. you've been putting yeah, in the work. Putting work. Putting yeah. yeah, it's important. It's yeah. super important. And actually, talking about plan, you've been planning your next event, which is coming out on the 22nd of June for a while. Can you talk to us about it? Yeah. So. um, the update, which is like you mentioned, happening on the, happening on the twenty second of June, is a get. Is it, but it's really all about what have we been doing over the mm. past eighteen months? So in two thousand and twenty one, we had an event called Build Black Better, um, in mm. partnership with Extend Ventures, um, at the UK Black Business Show, and mm. this was just coming out of COVID, yeah, and us realizing, unfortunately, the death of George Floyd had had such an impact, yeah. or, or or had highlighted the issues. Both systemic and yeah. not systemic, shall I say, that affected the black community. And I read, I, I mean, I, I literally wrote a, le- a letter to um, black businesses and, us and, and, and our um, compatriots, shall I say, people mm. that want to support black businesses. Yeah. And I was saying, look, we've got to come together as a community. We've got to do something about mm. this access of finance problem, particularly for black businesses, because we've seen with the death of george floyd it's highlighted all the other systemic yeah. issues particularly around access to finance that we're facing as a community how do we do it and after that there was meant to be a part two to that letter but it just never okay. came out right. and i realized it never came out because i literally just had my head down and we was mm-hmm. just working mm-hmm. and i feel like i owe it to the masses yeah to give them an update okay as to what's happened since then yeah not only what's happened in regards to how we've been solving the access to finance problem mm-hmm. But what's what like what's happened what, like what's happened to Lendo generally? Yeah. What's happened to to the team? How have we changed things? Mm-hmm. We're you know you know we're doing. Um, who are the people that we've been working with? Yeah. How have we gone from doing you know how did we go from doing a hundred thousand yeah. um, pound loans to doing one point five million mm-hmm. pound loans? You know and and then what's happening next? Mm. You know and I think that's really what the update is. No, mm-hmm. I think I hate when I say I think <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's really what the update is about. Okay. So the update is to update the masses, to tell them about, to give them the update. Yeah, you know, to give okay. them the update. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So get your tickets, people. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure yeah. that this episode is released in good time so that people can. get yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah sure. I'm gonna be there anyway. So I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm def- when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, gonna be yeah. there. It's 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 for it, like you know it's for it's for people that like like yourself right that yeah. see. When you kind of like you said, mentioned guests is yeah. everything to you, right? So, us customers are everything, yeah. but not just the customers that you provide funding to. We see our funding partners as our customers as well, yeah. Because the people that we take finance from to give to these to these different businesses, mm-hmm. we probably work more with them than we work with only one business. Okay, we might do a hundred facilities with them and do ten loans with one business. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so they are our customers as well, yeah. But then also our partners, people that refer people, maybe okay. people like yourself that are going to meet yeah. people. You're also customers when I think about that stakeholder quadrant. You're yeah. also customers in the sense that you're a stakeholder to the business, and it's all about getting all the stakeholders in one place mm. and telling them not only what we've done, like I mentioned, but help l- letting them see the vision, mm. but also see you know see see one another. Yeah, because it's always been like the, us in the middle. Get this from there. Get this from there. But no one really knows how we yeah. put all the pieces of the pie together. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm looking forward so, to it. it yeah, yeah, it's gonna like be. It's gonna, gonna be. Cool. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. So where can people find you? I don't want to be found. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I, <laughs> as a person that <laughs> that way, man, love it. Love it. I love when people answer things in a different way, man. Yeah. I'm joking. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, like LinkedIn, Instagram. Yeah. I'm not on Twitter as much recently, you know. And yes, let's get, get back onto it. I read, but I don't post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just take it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Instagram, uh, LinkedIn not on Facebook, not on Twitter very much, but you can probably message me on Twitter. Yeah, I'm often speaking at events. Mm. Yeah, there's, I mean, those are places you can find me. Or just go on to www.lendo.com. Yeah. It'll be the link, details will be in the description. <laughs> <laughs> but in regards to finding tickets, yeah. jump onto the Lendo Instagram, grab your tickets. It's going to be great. We're going to have a pan, an entrepreneur panel yeah. which is going to be full of entrepreneurs all doing you know, something like seven figures. Wow. I also have, have all, you know, have all, most of them are COVID babies. So we're born in COVID. So they started doing that over the past mm. two to three years. Um, and they're going to be talking about how they've done it. Okay. Then we're going to have finance providers that we worked with over the past mm. 18 months talking about why they decided to not kind of effectively copy or yeah. replicate what the banks are doing yeah. and still serve this market. Then we're going to have a fireside chat with a very special guest okay, who is um, a underestimated entrepreneur, um by community they that, that he comes from mm. but has a business that is international. I say international, okay. I'm talking about UK, America. Wow. Like it's, it's it's a business that everyone will know. It's a big. Wow. Like product based business. Okay. And he's gonna be talking about his journey and what it meant you know for him starting to be underestimated okay. and how he got through that. And he's gonna be interviewed by again someone who is mm. very well like it's gonna wow. be big. Okay. It's okay. gonna be, it's, gonna, it's gonna be big. The update it's happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. So, that's incredible. Yeah, limited. No, thank tickets you so spot. much, man. It's been it's I mean, it's been a an amazing yeah, it's been conversation. Good. It's like been... I feel like we definitely have to do a part two. We're gonna to have to do ad- an update. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, update, yeah, yeah. An update, yeah. an update. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been great, and yeah, I definitely I definitely want to do another one. What what's your final words for the audience? I don't have any final words. No. <laughs> I forgot this one. The final, final, words, final, words. final words are gonna be at the update, so you got to come to the update. <laughs> you know. I'm doing. That. I'm gonna give him the update. So that's that. The final words are gonna be actually be the update in regards to like this is what I'm saying for the year for the next two years. Mm. Come through. Um, hear what we have to say. But if I have to yeah. leave you with something today, it's just keep pushing. Yeah, keep pushing. Entrepreneurship business is very for me is very spiritual because you literally create things with your mind, and that's spiritual in itself. Yeah. And if you rely on what you see. To determine the actions and decisions you make, you're likely to give up. Because what you see is never really, what you see physically isn't what's happening, it's what's happening here. Mm. It, does that make sense? Yeah, wow. wow. So that's I think deep. I th- yeah, I think people need to keep, because a lot of people ask me, how do you continue doing this? Mm. And so just keep pushing, because yeah. it's it's all here. Yeah. Don't let people, like, you have bad times, you'll have good times, but that's life. Yeah. It's like, like this. But if you've got the vision here, and you keep pushing towards that vision it will, it, it will manifest itself in weird ways it will come to pass in weird ways and um yeah you'll thank yourself for keep for for, for for not stopping that's a lot more than nothing <laughs> yeah i know it? it's a lot <laughs> i love that though no, it's been it's been great uh, having this conversation with you demi like i said like i feel like your story is like one of you know grit like you say and again it goes to my theory of i feel like no matter like what scenario are in, I feel like you can make things happen if you have a certain mentality. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like what you're doing now is you're calling. I mean, yeah, in, yeah. And yeah. the steps, yeah. the steps led to it. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, no, it's been, it's been great uh, having this conversation with you today. Listeners, watchers, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Take for Experience and we'll see you next week.